Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Tom Chat. This week we have another new episode. Why would it be an old episode if we're here this week? This week's episode is going to be on labeling. Before I get into labeling though, I just want to say thank you to everyone I got to have awesome conversations with about last week's Boundaries episode. I had some really good feedback and a couple people who listened to... Um, the the comedy stylings of Carter Glasscock and, and let me know that it gave him a laugh. I like him. He's a good dude. And I was excited that he had a, a, an al- a comedy album uh, on iTunes, The Crystal Pistol, um, for mature audiences, I should say. So um, I'm having a great time, f- you know, following up with everyone on Twitter. I'm at uh, underscore... Don't put the uh in there. I'm at underscore Tom Sherlock, and my DMs are open. I had some good conversations with people this week about boundaries. I was excited about it. All right, let's get into it. This week, we're going to talk about labeling. Labeling people is not biologically, biologically inherent in human beings. Labeling people and things is a learned and adaptive concept. A baby learns and uses whatever words they know to label things, right? It's part of early learning. And as that baby grows, they start to learn more. They start replacing the early labels that they use to describe someone with newer, more accurate label labels, descriptions, we should say. In this way, the early labels are just one piece of the truth. If a baby knows that mommy is called mommy, but after calling out to mommy, daddy says, your mother is over there, Then after a while, a baby will start calling mommy mother instead. They're combining everything they're learning as like a more um, accurate label and then moving on to realizing that like one person can have many different labels. So as adults, we also label as we learn new things. However, we have to keep learning and continue that mindset or that learning mindset or we'll cling to the labels that we started with. Now we're talking about sticking to labels that show our implicit bias when we refer to another person. The best way to not get stuck in labeling dead ends, as I guess we could call them, is to continue the learning mindset. If you don't understand someone's behavior, you don't understand someone's culture, um, you don't understand someone's habits, make sure to learn about them. Ask questions and further your knowledge about the situation surrounding that person instead of putting on, you know, like an early label on them and just sticking to that. So I I think it's important. I believe that it's it's okay to label things. It's okay to call mustard mustard. And it's okay to call a phone a phone. And it's okay to call a drop toe hold a drop toe hold. Uh, this helps us communicate using the symbols or words that we have agreed, like, have these meanings. Sure, your phone is also a TV and a computer and a music player, but you can get by in conversation by calling it a phone, right? And it's not like your phone's going to feel negative effects from being called a phone if it, I, you know, because it, 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 it does other things. So why shouldn't we label people? That's the meat of this. That's what I really wanted to get into. When you label someone, you're basically telling them who or what they are. You're deciding that person's identity for them. You're also providing a possibility to stunt their growth. If you say that I'm a bad driver, 
then I may just accept it and never attempt to improve my driving skills. If you say that I hate someone, then I'm more likely to take, you know, some degree of that as truth and spend less time with that person, even if I never hated them in the first place. Those are negative labels, and I know that's where my brain went to when I started learning about labeling people, but let's also talk about why it's not okay to put seemingly good labels on people. If someone tells you that you are something enough times, you'll actually become it. Isn't that cool? If you continue to tell someone that they're smart, then they'll eventually shield away from more difficult situations and problems to maintain that label of being smart. Ah, not cool. Because they feel they need to defend that label that you gave them. They don't want to be ostracized. Nobody wants to look foolish in front of their peers. And, I mean, think about it. Were you ever afraid to be seen with the nerds in high school? Okay, maybe not. Were you ever afraid to be seen with the jocks in high school? Maybe not. (laughs) Did you? Did you turn down your music at a red light because you didn't want someone to hear what you were rocking out to? Um... I like to say that there are no guilty pleasures. There are just pleasures. I will personally listen to heavy metal and then turn on New Kids on the Block and apologize for none of it because it makes me happy. And it's just those are dimensions of who I am. When you label a person, you change their perception of themselves. So we have to be very careful with what we label people with. Far be it for me to alter your life by limiting your potential or self-image due to a slip of the tongue. If someone has a legitimate success, then tell them, you know, that they already, already are what you want them to become. Make sure it's sincere, because insincerely doing that isn't honest. And we want to keep our integrity when we are commenting on someone's success. Wait for someone to show a characteristic and then reinforce it. That's how rewarding works. Don't tell people who they are. Let them define themselves. So a good, a good thing to keep in mind here is that you want to wait for someone or give someone the opportunity to do something that you can label. Uh, so um, let me think of something. Okay, so my wife hands me the remote control and I say, thanks, that's so thoughtful of you. It's like the gesture was thoughtful so it's better than randomly just telling her you know oh you you know you you're a pretty thoughtful person she might not be in a position where she feels very thoughtful but it's pretty safe to label the action instead of labeling the person and then i don't put any extra pressure on her to uh attempt to manufacture some insincere thoughtfulness now i'm not saying my wife isn't thoughtful at all but i'm saying that we kind of put pressure on somebody to stay in that category So what do we do when someone labels us? Good or bad, right? Here's what I do. First, I reject the label. If someone tells me that I'm stupid, then I tell them that I'm okay with their perception of me being wrong. But the trick here is that that's a that's a big statement. I'm okay with like I'll say I'm okay with your perception of me being wrong. You can say that, but then as you walk away, you start thinking about it and it sticks with you and it comes, it goes through, through your head throughout the day. Unfortunately, when someone's being, um, aggressive and bullying someone, a lot of times they do the bullying and then they move on to the next thing. 
the person being bullied, um, it sticks with them and they just can't quite get rid of it. So it's a big deal to be able to say, I'm okay with your perception of me being wrong. You have to actually believe it or it's not going to work. So a lot of practice here with that. Um, make sure, uh, an, another another thing that I do when someone labels me, make sure that you're working on your own self-worth. Um, like I'm going to, I'm about to go back to college and like next month. And some people might think that I can't stick it through this time. And I wouldn't be surprised if they thought that because it's been true times before. So I'm rejecting that idea by taking action and doing exactly what I need to do to get good at going back to school. I'm identifying any barriers that are in place and I'm utilizing all the resources available to me, like vocational rehab and the Disability Resource Center on, on, you know, on my school's campus. And I'm making sure that I'm putting in all of the work so that if that label of um, I'm not going to stick with it comes at me, I know how much I've done and I know that that's not true. Another thing that I do when someone labels me is I take a stand. This one's hard. A lot of people will label you and they'll hurt your feelings and they don't even mean to. This happens a lot at family functions and um, a lot of people try to avoid family functions because of this. Uh, your words, remember, be impeccable with your word. I talked about this in the four agreements. Your words can build a person up and your words can break a person down. And not everyone knows this and not everyone you talk to is going to know this. So make sure if you're being labeled in a way you don't appreciate to find a time to have a mature one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person. They might not want to, but it doesn't hurt you at least to try to talk it out. And, uh, and you know what? They probably won't want to because they won't want to feel vulnerable, And uh, it, but give it a shot. Another thing I do when somebody labels me, and we've talked about this briefly, is refuse to internalize it. You only get one chance on this rock, right? We only have one life to live. So live it how you want to live it. Don't give yourself the permission to let labels fester in your mind because they'll grow into gi gigantic proportions and they'll be unmanageable. So never accept someone's negative viewpoint of you as reality. So we talked about like what I do when someone labels me, but here are some things that can help us. I, I don't really want to say be better as people. I, just, I mean, I, I just want to say be, be more caring, more understanding. So here are, um, and, and, and have a little more empathy. Here are some tips on learning to stop labeling others. The first thing is be aware of your own fears and insecurities. Self-awareness is such a great mind opener. Self-awareness will open the door to have courage to learn more about a person instead of placing an early label on them. Ask yourself where you got these labels from, and are they consistent with what we use them for for other people, like not just this person? It's most likely that some of our labeling choices come from our parents or another significant authority figure in our lives, and we've just been mirroring their beliefs about a section of society. Also ask yourself, if you're labeling this person this way because of social norms or because it's popular to do so, even if it isn't true. 
Um, so to go along with being aware of yourself, ask yourself, if you started using that specific label because you feel like, ask yourself, did, did you start using this because you felt your own self-worth was low? Are you trying to build yourself up is what I'm saying. Make sure you talk to people. Open communication is going to help you keep in the learning mindset and you can ask questions about a person um, before you label them. Learn more like uh, you're a Republican. Chat me up about what that means to you and uh, what core values do you find that being a Republican supports? You'll be surprised at some of the answers that you hear. If you don't like the behavior you see in someone and it's something that needs to be addressed, this is very important, then make sure you state what behavior you would rather be seeing. So say you have a person you work with that just plays on their phone all day and it messes up the productivity in your office and it's affecting how well um, you can do your job and it's affecting morale. Instead of just labeling that person as lazy, try speaking directly with the coworker and let them know that it's an issue affecting you and tell them what you need them to be doing to keep the office productive. So just like last week when I was talking about boundaries, I also am still struggling with labeling. And I will be for the rest of my life. We all will. It's unfortunate. Some days I'm great at staying away from it and some days I go straight to it. I've noticed that on the days I struggle with staying away from labels, I'm less mindful and I'm less present than usual. I'm trying to train my brain to throw up a red flag to get my attention when I'm labeling people as a warning sign that I need more mindfulness in my day. So that's our episode about labeling this week. Go back and listen to it because I had a lot of info in there. Hit me up on Twitter at underscore Tom Sherlock if you want to talk more about it. And um, yeah, look how far we've come. <laughs>